It's August 20th, 2017. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Guys, we've got a big show today. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. There's it's, all this it's... news happening. There's all these gaming events happening in our lives. I've got a new desk. Ooh, what? I love desks. Wait, you got to send me what kind of desk you got. Because so, I'm looking for one at some point. I can't do that hell L shape anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I needed something new, and it was an adventure. Uh, if you guys saw my Instagram and all, Jessica and I were at IKEA this weekend, and um, it was time for me to get rid of the older desk and go to. I got the IKEA standing desk. Ooh. Uh, so you, so are you standing right now? I'm not Is standing right now, although I will be standing? standing for future podcasts to be sure. Uh-huh. Um, we'll I'm see if it changes the voice. Maybe, uh, yeah, different voice, different energy. It's supposed to open up your diaphragm, so maybe I'll be louder because yeah. that's what the audience wants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, people, yes. you gotta you gotta know that you have you're missing out if you're not following on Ryan's Quintal Instagram account. Um, just so you know, because when he posts on Instagram, he does a full montage of 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 you know. He releases a full, a full montage. Of I'm video. trying to make Clip. premium content. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to make premium content. Like Instagram is the new YouTube. Get a grip. You know, move ahead of the curve, and that's what Ryan is doing. Uh, yeah. I laugh Ryan so hard at the. Ryan creates premium content, and I just yeah. post what I'm eating, my cats, and random other shenanigans. Yeah, and they're both good for different reasons. Thanks to <laughs> thanks to your video, I also realized that. Um, Whatever uh, the names uh, that IKEA come up for their furnitures is actually, if you twist it a little bit, if you really look at it closer, closer, it actually describes you where this furniture should be put in your house. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like okay. Luf, Luf, Lufli room is probably like living room, you know, it's, 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 it, I, I, I noticed that. I thought I it thought was I... a real cop out when I saw a set of tools just called like Fixie. I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like most of the furniture is f- named after like towns and things in Sweden. There's not that many towns. I mean, that's such a big store. <laughs> it's got to be other stuff, right? It's got to be. Probably. I don't know. I don't understand their naming convention. I just do know that I buy a lot of shelves from them. <laughs> shelves and bookcases. Yeah, that nice uh, nice generic Swedish Design. I, the the standing desk, however, I didn't get one of the fancy electronic ones. I have to crank it. So it's like I'm in like an old-timey railroad operator, like trying to get it going, like the Titanic or something, just kind of rant, 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 rant to get it up to standing height. Um, it's kind of great, though, because it's like it's a workout yeah. and it's not. Right. <laughs> it's like right. a two-for-one. It's a forearm workout and then you stand, so it's double. So I get yeah. those double <laughs> calories. Um double. Guys, we've got a huge show. We got to talk about Play NYC. We got to talk about Gamescom and everything that uh, Xbox announced this past Sunday, uh, which is today for us, past Sunday for all of you listeners. And I want to talk about, I can't believe I'm saying this, a Sonic the Hedgehog game. So let's get into it. What do we have? Let's get started. Uh, I've got actually some interesting news from Ukraine. Oh. So, this is also Blizzard related. Sorry, guys, who's okay. sick and tired of my Blizzard shenanigans. No. Every year, Blizzard has a competition and they want all their fans to submit artwork for BlizzCon. Toby Lewin created this, like, really awesome image of 
material just coming down from the heavens, wings and all. It's a really pretty, like, badass image. Powerful. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you're a fan of the game, it's, like, it's super, you're like, yes, material, this is what we want. Right. Fighting, you know, Diablo and his demons. Someone took that picture, modified it to the Ukrainian flag colors, and also gave Tyrael a shield. And that image is now on a, on a monument in the Ukraine as a part of a memorial for the Ukrainian soldiers that died during like their war for independence from Russia. Oh. So it's kind of... He said it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of weird. And apparently people loved it. And don't steal other people's artwork. Okay? Thanks. This reminds me um, reminds me of South Korea and, and one of the um, political, political party uh, using Diva's uh, logo as a, as a flag. Remember that, Ryan? I think we mm. talked about oh, it yeah. like three months I do. ago. Um, yeah, but I think the difference... In- in South Korea, you kind of know that, yeah, because yeah. esports is such a huge thing there that yep. there's no way around it. In general, uh, but I guess Diablo isn't really that big of a thing in Ukraine. Is that true? Video games? I don't. I don't know. It's like someone found the picture because they took a picture and they cross reference, but. In the article, you'll see there's a bunch of people standing around it, hands over their hearts, just really proud of this memorial. Well, that's very interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. The artist is kind of glad that it inspires people, and he thinks it's pretty cool. He would have liked to have known beforehand that his image was being used. Sure. Because he probably could have modified it. Um, But he's happy that it, it brings people joy especially over something that's so sad yeah well that's I, cool. as an artist i would be kind of mad i think well, artists all, have I, a responsibility I, I... to reflect the people in that sort of way and so if they're if they're doing it in a way that resonates with people i mean it stinks that his work is not necessarily being attached to him directly i think we can all say that that's the that's a little bit of a failing of this particular thing but if uh, if the work is, resonates, that's that's what every artist you know hopes to achieve. That's true, and I hope. Um, I mean, it's it's also a good way for me, uh, for for us right now, and for other people to remember the conflicts in the world. And to be honest, like the conflict in Ukraine has been kind of shadowed by uh, other recent events, and uh, it's not like uh, it's not like Russia is releasing the pressure whatsoever. Uh, apparently, they you know. They they only have stupid reason to to do that, and so they have no reason, no valuable reason, I guess, no smart reason to stop that, um, yeah. stop doing that, stop the pressure on 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 Ukraine, um, and so it's a, I mean, for me at least right now, like it's a good way to kind of like remind myself that it's not over over there, um, so it kind of raises awareness to us to a population of people that um, that is not really. Uh, um, yeah, to to a population of people like us, like you're like, oh, okay, well, it's it's a Diablo artwork, and then oh, so I'm gonna just Google that and 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 raise awareness uh, on this piece of news uh, just because I saw an artwork that looked like my game. 
Um, so right. would get good way to do it. I'm surprised not more reference are used across like across um, across more broad uh, more broad um, topics, more broad uh, situations. Agreed. Do you want to hear about my journey at Play NYC in w- New York City? I want to hear about it for sure. I do because I missed it and yeah. I was hoping for they did a pretty good job on our Instagram. It's at Pixels Weekly. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and they did a good job with the story. But I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to go. So yeah. I want to hear all the deets. Give yeah. me the 411. So we had uh, the post that um, Sandy's talking about are, uh, that I took over the Pixels Weekly Instagram story. And I posted a few pictures, videos, and, and moments of my, of my journey at Play NYC, which is the first of its kind um, video game convention happening at Terminal 5 uh, at, uh, in New York City. Uh, it happened on Saturday, August 19th, and Sunday 20th. Um, it was uh, it was an interesting one because I didn't really know what to expect. It's not like I heard a lot of promotion around town. It's not like I was really looking for it neither. I was just like, yeah. it's twenty five dollar uh, single day ticket. I'm just gonna go and check it out because I turned out to do a video game about podcasts, uh, a, a podcast about video game. Sorry, put things in the right order, and um, <laughs> and I was just a little bit curious. Obviously, like it's exciting. The video game community in New York is big and. Uh, any kind of event related to that is always intriguing my curiosity. So, um, yeah, I, I went there with Curtis. Um, if you're familiar with the show, you're familiar with Curtis. Uh, he's the only person in the world that has to pay to listen to this show. Um, and uh, <laughs> he went and he went that's, and followed me. Uh, he went and followed me because um, I mean, Sandy couldn't go, and and I I wasn't ready to go alone. And followed me. Um, over there, it was like a day event, and um, honestly, we didn't. T- to be fair, first of all, um, it was good that we did one day. Um, I'm not sure if we had enough content to go through uh, where we would need two days. Um, so basically, Terminal 5, if you guys don't know the venue, it's uh, it's supposed to be most of the time used for concerts. It's an event center, an event room uh, with like... A, a main floor, the first floor being the main floor with a center stage, and then um, kind of like two floors, uh, two mezzanines on top of each other. Uh-huh. And uh, okay. throughout this whole, throughout the whole space, there was um, um, exhibitions of uh, developers. Uh, most of the developers that I talked to were from the area, so um, Queens, a lot of people uh, doing game development in Brooklyn. Um, and, and some studios and schools in Manhattan were present as well. Um, we go to the NYU, NYU Game Center often with Sandy. They were also there. Uh, so there was a lot of... Uh, it felt very local. Um, and, and most of the games that were presented, um, to be clear with, with people that were wondering what kind of, like, um, what kind of uh, conference that was, it was more leaning towards the indie, uh, the indie games conference. Um, it was a lot of developers from from around. There was a lot of um, 
a lot of games that were just um, exhibited um, in, on exhibit, like in, in playable, but they were just very, very early access. A lot of the time we would be watching a game, um, it would be either a very small version of it, a very small demo, or it would be a um, it would be a game that you know is massively multiplayer couch co-op. This is like the trend that seems to be coming back. It's couch co-op. Mm. Uh, we even play with Curtis a couch co-op like ship battle. Um, it's good PC. you had a second person there. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like a four people like battle. So it was me and Curtis, and then without without telling the other people next to us, we kind of teamed up against them, and then it was just me and Curtis left. But um, it was uh, and it was a, a game on PC. So like, okay, couch go up on PC, interesting. Um, but a lot of games presented were about to come out or early access on Steam, um, and it was also some games for Switch, but um, and, and consoles in general. Um, but it was. Um, It was pretty interesting. There was a, a large variety of, of games. There was also some, some mobile games. Uh, but like I said, some, some games you know, were kind of like broken when they were presented. And there was a lot of games that were still in development. Um, and uh, some, sometimes we would be watching a demo and you would see the, the developers kind of like go back to the desktop of, their, of the PC running the game. And you would see even like a code editor open in the middle of it. Um, and you would see uh, you would see them restarting the game or whatnot, restarting the application. Sure. So that was that was kind of like very like very like it, it felt very meta. It felt like we were like part of the, almost part of the development process because um, there were developers who were next to their games. Some of some of the games on the first floor really had a booth, like branding everything. You could tell like. Um, four or five people on their booth presenting the game and some people on the upper mezzanines were just like one guy one dude with his one demo um, demo booth with just one screen and and a controller for people to play and uh, so it was like a very very broad audience very very broad um, very large um, kind of games uh, that were presented And uh, overall, it's a, I feel like for me, it was a great experience. I would want to check it out next year. It certainly started small, I feel. Um, you probably need a little bit more like notorious um, names in the indie gaming, uh, um, indie gaming business uh, from around the country. I feel like this was still very local and very, yeah, um, very New York um, in, a, in a sense. But... It was uh, it was well presented. Also, the the AC was great. I mean, this this venue, this uh, <laughs> they knew this how to location, keep it cool. Yeah, they know <laughs> they host they host concerts, so it was like just like even though it was kind of packed, it was it was you know you could walk around. Um, but but yeah, the the only regret that I have, and then I can talk about a few games that I saw, um, was that they had a panel, and um, so they had a nice little space with like couches and uh and that that was their streaming booth that the, they're you know they were streaming those panels on twitch mm -hmm. um but that was really the only way um you could keep up with the with the with the um, with the panels because it's not like the the audio of the panels were broadcasted to the entire room Um, oh, because, okay. I mean, everything so was, everything yeah. was in the same room, so they Made didn't want to bother broadcast. people. Yeah, they didn't want to bother people talking to each other or playing other games with a with a voice of the panel uh, talking on top of each other, um, talking on you know talking in the background, um, and and so it's a bummer though because they were 
every panels were presenting games that were actually at the at the event, you know, playable. Uh, whether it's just, I feel like they managed to try to present all the games that were out there, all the game developers that were out there. They managed to showcase them. I'm guessing. Our friend Francie was there. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't find her, and the the network, the 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 cellular network was pretty bad, so we we never managed to find her. And I think she had obligations. She was there also to 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 be on on a panel and present a game. So she had she had work to do. But um, yeah, I want to talk about a few games where I really enjoyed. I have a lot of business cards next to me over here, but it's yeah. um, it's it's you know, and I and I also. I shame is like shame on me, but I forgot our business card. So you know. <laughs> shame on me, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. Fucking, I think the cool I thing like about playing my C being in New York is that it's, I guess, planting a flag for New York City being a space for tech and for like really creative kinds of tech. So earlier this year, we had the Tribeca Film Festival also did their inauguration of the Tribeca Games with Jeff Keighley being there, and that was a huge thing. That was a huge success. There are game studios in New York. Riot has an office. Uh, Rockstar has an office in New York City. So maybe next year we'll see some of those bigger studios coming in and kind of talking to people. Uh, maybe they'll get Hideo Kojima like Tribeca Games did. I don't know. I think I am looking forward to kind of that stuff. They also had board game stuff, which I thought one of you guys would find. Yeah, we we saw that on on one of the upper floor, um, and you know most of the games were playable. You would wait like ten minutes and you'd be able to play. Uh, we were honestly like the thing is that the demo for board game needs introduction, so. You need the person to tell you the rules of the game before you can either, you know, before you can start playing. I only saw one, one like card game. One new card game was like eight, eight players playing around the table. Um, it was kind of hard to see because um, the mezzanine being a great, like being uh, spacious, they were kind of narrow. Um, so you had a you had a level with the playable booth, and then you had a level where you can kind of walk around, but that's where they were presenting the board game. Um, so it was kind of like crowded, and it made like the, it was right in front of the staircase too, so it was just kind of like uh, weird, but yeah, there was um, a, a few games that I want to mention, and that I really liked, and that you guys should check out. Uh, first of all, a small game, $2 on um, $2 on, on, on iOS, uh, and uh, $10 on PS on the PS uh, store. Mm. Uh, it's called Line Light. Uh, it's a puzzle game. So get that iOS much, uh, deal. <laughs> I know, and the, the iOS, the iOS version. I played the iOS version. They had like, on their booth, they had a, an iPad, they had a PlayStation Four, and they had a PC, uh, and they were showcasing the game on each platform. And one, um, so this game is out. This game is, you know, I was talking about some games were early release or in alpha or not, you know, are still in development. Uh, this one is out, and. Um, and so you can check it out on lightlightgame.com as well. And it's a puzzle game where you have to be a, um, a beam of light traveling a, some sort of like a wire. Uh, and there's like a couple of interesting mechanics that I found uh, where I find the game pretty, uh, pretty addicting. And I talked to one of the devs, uh, told him about, about our, our podcast, Brett Taylor, uh, super cool guy. And uh, yeah, I, 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 
it's the kind of puzzle game that I can get into when I play on, on iOS uh, in the subway or on my iPad. Uh, it's definitely more of an iPad kind of kind of game than an iPhone. Um, you need to see the full field of view of the um, of the puzzle to be able to play it, and so you need a pretty large screen for that. But they um, they what did I want to say? It was it was it was pretty pretty addicting and and one of the coolest one of the coolest game that I've in terms of like look and feel um, one of the coolest looking game out there on the panel um, another game uh, from the um, that, that is part of the NYU incubator so uh, apparently NYU has this uh, NYU Tisch School uh, of Arts um, has a has a gaming like game like incubator gaming development sorts. Yeah, gaming development school, and then whatever, if a, if a project made by students is worth investing into, it gets put into a, an incubator uh, after they get grad after they graduate, and then uh, they get to work on the, they get to be funded and work on their game uh, after school, which is pretty cool. And we played this game called Deeper, uh, which is made by Desiree Sifre and Christopher Chung, and. Um, we played a very early access uh, couch co-op version of the game uh, where we were two um, uh, sea explorers uh, are in a submarine and they have to collect. Um, it was hard to under- understand the story because there was some like audio problems, so we couldn't really hear what they were saying. And if we could only read um, the read the the subtitles while also playing, we could have understood better. But um, it was just basically like a lot of like cooperation and moving a submarine, and and it had a cool it had a cool design to it. Uh, one of the games that really struck me. Um, there was this game called Avaria uh, Versus, which is like, mm. have you ever played Final Fantasy and you always wanted to check if your squad was better than someone else's, but you couldn't because it, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy was always this solo game. <laughs> uh, so this guy, this guy made um, this company, uh, this guy, Junk Term Media, uh, made this game called Avaria Versus, where uh, you are playing this um, competitive multiplayer turn-based um, game. Oh, okay. which uh, which looked really good and had some pretty interesting mechanics um, where you can, for example, you can make someone's control messed up. You can kind of like act the the opponent's screen. And so when they choose the spell and the actions for their characters, uh, they can kind of mess it up because you reverse their controls and everything. So there was some, some really cool, interesting idea there. And uh, one of the games that I really want to highlight, and I'm probably going to pick it up, and you guys should check it out. It's going to come out on Steam uh, in 2017, probably next month in early access. Um, it's called Next Up Hero. And remember, the, what's the field of view uh, of Hell Divers? How do you call that, Ryan? Uh, that would be top-down, kind of top. I- isometric. Yeah, isometric, top-down, uh, where... Um, it's it's similar to uh, Hell Divers where you have to uh, kill pretty much everything that comes at you. You're this solo um, solo hero, and so that's the principle, the base principle of the game. But um, you pretty much when you start um, a, a game, you start a session, and anybody in the game can create a session. Um, you can create the map and everything, and and cha- and tweak the difficulty, and um, and as you progress, you can also bring back to life some souls, and the souls are um, pretty much um, the the souls are actual people that die playing this level, and so the more people play this game, uh, the more you're gonna the more people 
will die in this level, in this session, they call it session, and uh, you will be able to pick them up and they will be able to help you. Also, someone can spectate you while you play your session and they can choose to heal you or they can choose to shoot enemies with you. And, yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. And so it's like a session is not a level. Like a session can have as many levels as you want. Uh, but every every round, every I want to say every level has a, an objective. Some of them is just like kill enemies. Another one is like RPG mode, which is like you start level one and you have to kill enemies, but level up while you kill them, and that makes you more powerful. Another one, every ten level you have a boss fight, and I I got to a boss fight and it was pretty pretty challenging. But the pace and the art of the game is amazing. It looks really good, and um, I forgot what Curtis said it looked like, but. Um, it's 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 beautiful, and I love the I love the design, and the enemies are all kind of different. They will attack you in different ways, and the also the characters' ability that you play are, are really different. Um, so it was like yeah, like a really really great potential uh, for this game to to make a make an impact, and 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 it's gonna be on Steam, on Xbox One, on PS4, and on Nintendo Switch as well, uh, which is kind of cool. And it's called Next Up Hero. You should check it out on Steam because it's it's uh, it's I'm r- I'm probably gonna pick it up, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, that was that was it. You guys, uh, if you guys have any like anything that I missed that you guys are curious about, something. Yeah, I'd like to hear from on. you if you feel like there was anything that felt specifically. I guess New York about this event. Like, did you feel like there were some games here that were clearly influenced by the location, um, or did this just kind of feel like an indie games event that like would be a PAX or something else had it been, you know, just under a different brand? Yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know the New York gaming culture enough to really be, uh, um, to really be, uh, you know. Um, kind of like oh this is a new york game mm-hmm. um i was surprised that we didn't have enough fighting game um fighting game concepts or new um new uh i want to say a new franchise or i guess you know making a fighting game is granted super difficult um and i and also super difficult to make it right but i i, I saw some trends i saw a lot of pixel art um, I was like, there was like, it seemed to me like there was a whole floor where it was only like pixel art game. Um, yeah. There was a lot of game involving cats and puppies for some reason. Like every time there would be a, a game involving cats and puppies, um, Curtis would take a video of it. So I would kind of like remember, I was like, you've been taking a lot of videos. It's like, yeah, every time there's something about cats and puppies, I, it's just like, I have to capture it. It's too funny. Um, <laughs> okay. There was Curtis has a weakness for that kind of stuff, to yeah, be sure. There was, there was this game that looked very similar to Papa the Rapper. So it was like a 3D world, but the people around you were 2D, you know, uh, kind of like paper thin. And you have to go through the rooms and find the pup and pet the pup. But it's it's limited in terms of time, so you have to travel the rooms and find the puppy, um, so you can pet him. And it's like a it, not, it simulates like a house party. And he was like, he stopped and he took a video of that. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, but it's amazing. You just got to go and find the pup and pet it when you find it. Okay. Um, and uh, no, I yeah, I don't know if I really felt like it was New York. Um, I was shocked by the. I was you know. Um, happily shocked that um, there's so many studios in, in Queens, so many people in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I probably walk by people that work in video game and I never, I, I never knew. You know, 
um, that work their ass off because like when you see people working on their games and you see small bugs appearing while they demo, um, you're like, well, I mean, it's it certainly is hard to 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 make a game more than more than just making a software like like I do or like Curtis do, um, and it's certainly a different different type of game uh, to to develop a game. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was but looking yeah. at the the play NYC hashtag because even though I wasn't there, I was keeping a close tab on you guys. Uh, yeah, she was like, "You guys didn't post yet." I was like, "Well, the network is bad, but I did post." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "You haven't done anything yet. Like, come on, I would have." Yeah, where is the I content? Been, I was like, where's the content? And then I was where's like, "Oh, never content? mind, I see it." Uh, I was actually at, at Disney World. I was at Animal Kingdom on Saturday, which is why I couldn't go. But I was looking at the stories. I was looking at the hashtag PlayNYC. And the one thing that I thought that was really nice was the diversity in, like, the people that were there. And I do know they sold family tickets. So They did, yeah. There was a lot of families, yeah. So that's the other thing, too, like yeah, seeing the generation great. of, of uh, parents and children all getting involved into this and also just being like super diverse and just going in and going, hey, we love games. And yeah. hopefully next year, do you think this event would have been better served if it were at the Javits or do you think it should stay in Terminal 5? Uh, did it have enough stuff to again? fill Javits? I mean, Javits yeah, well, is a huge, the, huge place. Where's the yeah, Javits but, again? The Javits Center, like, you have to understand, if you go to New York Comic Con, they've got the entire thing booked, but you can only take, like, a few sections. You don't have to take the entire convention center. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to say, honestly. I mean, it's, it's always, like, I've heard people uh, that were presenting. There was this, um, this cool guy that I talked to from Critically Awkward, which is a company that tries to promote and sell this uh, live animation um capture technology so you know it will capture your face uh movement your face like um move yeah your face movement on camera and the software will output a an animated version of you like a cartoonish version of you sure um and uh and you know they you know they want to use that to build characters on you know new characters on twitch um uh, people that want to create like cartoonish character and, and stream that uh, on Twitch or use it in some promotional um, things, and he was just like, you know, all this, all that you see here. He was very invested into his idea and into his business. Like he was very passionate talking about it. And he was like, yeah, last, you know, the, all you see around me is like, have wasn't here 24 hours ago. Like we just picked up everything yesterday night and we got this mounted. Like we came here last minute because we wanted to reach out to the community here. And he was just like, we had to make it, but it was on a tight schedule. Uh, so there was some some panels, some people that just came into the into the event last minute um there was there could have been some more space uh used uh i think that they um there was some 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 empty space that um where you could have had more vendors uh but that being said in just in terms of conveniency you could always use more space for to have the panel actually being broadcasted to the audience present on site uh so separating the, the the panels from the actual exhibition like exhibition room yeah uh, would have been comfortable but it kind of made it cozy you know have everything there uh, you can walk around it doesn't didn't feel crowded didn't feel packed but didn't feel empty neither um, and uh, it was it was you know it was a right 
flow of people. No booth was overly crowded and another one was empty next to it. Everybody was intrigued and curious about a lot of games. Um, so, to be honest, yeah, I don't know. If, if they put into a bigger uh, place, they're going to have to come with bigger ideas and bigger vendors and you know, bigger reasons for people to visit that. Because I'm afraid that otherwise it might feel empty. That's pretty cool. So I guess what I'm hearing is that as the gaming community grows in New York City, then there's a very good chance that this could grow alongside with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping to see it next year. Um, it certainly is going to have a strong base here in New York. I would want to see people from around the country coming over now and uh, and present present what they present what they're building. Because, I mean, honestly, like... It's kind of easy. You come and, you know, if, if I see a cool game, I'm going to buy I'm, I'm gonna buy you a game. I'm going to show support, you know? Um, yeah. I played a lot of games and I was like, you know, I want to buy this game when it comes out or I just want to help you out. Like Line Light, $2 on, on iOS. I'm going to go pick it up. You know what? I mean, finish it and 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 help those guys. Same thing for same thing for Next Up Hero. I mean, early access, I'm on it. And, and Curtis, too. Curtis wants to play that, too. So... Um, it'd be great to have Curtis on the show at some point and tell us about it, but unfortunately, I think he's, he's still sleeping. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So, Play NYC growing has a lot of stuff, and maybe a cool thing to check out if you missed it this year and you're in the area. Go, go see it. Yep, yep. That's exciting. So, guys, we got to talk about Xbox for a second. Yeah, okay. we do. <laughs> Uh, it has been a simultaneous cool and terrible week for the console. Uh, specifically, uh, we'll start with the good news, which is uh, Xbox held their Gamescom uh, event today, and that was them essentially playing a lot of trailers very slowly. Um, <laughs> but some of the takeaways That's from my it. favorite. <laughs> slow, slow, slow reveal slow of trailers. Um, but uh, Cuphead is back in, in the trailers and with a new demo, and it looks really, really good. Um, you know, we saw some of it before. There's always been a question of, like, what does extended parts of gameplay look like? I think Cuphead in its current form is looking super great. Um Next up, ReCore is getting a second chance, I guess. So a lot of the stuff people kind of tore apart that game when it first came out and realized there was whole new sections of the game uh, that were incomplete and never designed fully. Uh, there was a complete fifth robot that somehow was cut either to make release or something for last year. Um, and that game came out to kind of lukewarm reception with people saying, hey, there's large swaths of this world world that just feel empty and feel like they weren't finished and what a surprise that was the case uh record definitive edition will be released it's also going to be on xbox game pass which is like their netflix for games and uh anybody who owns record is going to be getting this for free um as a dlc update to their game yeah. i was gonna say otherwise there would be an outrage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they tried to charge people for that DLC, uh, yeah, it would have been uh, a lot of people pretty upset. Um, next, uh, there was a Xbox One S Minecraft edition revealed with a very cool zombie and pig controllers. Uh, this thing looks great. If you love Minecraft, this is like the ultimate Minecraft Xbox. Um, we have... 
a Jurassic Park game coming out from the makers of Roller Coaster Tycoon oh. and Zoo Tycoon. There's going to be a, well, basically, I, I hate to say it, but this is feels like an updated Dino Park Tycoon, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, a that. game which I loved back in the day. Uh, Xbox One X pre-orders are live, and it looks like, from what I'm checking right now, and this is, let me be clear about time period, listeners, this is Sunday at 4.43 p.m., Amazon is already seemingly unavailable for uh, the Xbox One X and the Xbox One X Scorpio edition. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's unavailable, listed on both of those. Best Buy still says it has it around my neck of the woods, which is California. Um, I don't know if it does for you. I'm sure there's, you know, more people shop, I think, at Amazon than Best Buy and their market numbers to to prove mm-hmm. that out. So I've got my pre-order at Best Buy. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to maybe seeing if I can make the vertical stand work in my life. Um, but, yeah, the, the Scorpio version of the console comes with a very nice sort of uh, half-tone gradient that runs across the entire top of it, as well as uh, a little Project Scorpio branding on there, which is nice for, for us who have really kept up with all that Xbox news, like you listeners have, um, through this show and through many websites uh, since they announced this thing. Radiant. Um, I also we also have the Xbox Scorpio edition. Yo, so you pre-ordered. so you have pre ordered the Scorpio edition as well. So we both got ours. Yeah, we're locked we're good. in. Sorry, Amazon we're customers. Set. <laughs> um, and uh, so that oh, oh the last piece of good news is uh, Microsoft announced a hundred games currently that will be being enhanced, um, or upresed for the Xbox One. X, which is a pretty sizable list of games here. And I mean, these are not all just uh, games people haven't heard of. For example, Ark Survival Evolved, that's going to get a 4K, or we'll just call them Xbox. We'll call them Xbox. At, well, why don't we just call them X patches? <laughs> I think that's the best <laughs> way to do it. is going to get an X patch. Um, let's see wow. here. Crackdown 3, of course. Darksiders 3. Dead Rising. My boy Diablo 3 is on there. Dishonored 2, Sandy. You'll be happy to <laughs> see boy. that in uh, 4K. FIFA 18, Dynasty Warriors. So a ton of titles here, yeah, including some older ones. Fallout 4, For Honor, Forza Horizon 3, Motorsport 7, Gears 4, Halo 5, um, Injustice, Madden, a ton more of all their favorite games, including some insider ones like uh, Recore. Quantum Break, which I, I already beat, and PUBG will also be getting X patches. Um, and they announced today that all of those X patches are not going to be any extra cost. Of course, this is something that I think they'd have a problem on their hands <laughs> if they said it was. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to know, just like double confirming, hey, this stuff is just going to update on your system for free. Um, and the patches actually start downloading before the system comes out so they said the patches your games will be 4k ready to go um when the console launches i think that's november 7th um or 17th something with a seven around there somewhere um it's in the future it's in the future (laughs) to be sure um at least from when we're recording this episode (laughs) maybe not from when you're hearing it uh so okay all the good news out of the way um, before we get on to the bad news, I just wanted to ask the question, Sandy, you guys are pre-ordering one. Um, why are you pre-ordering one? Well, the, we haven't why had not? an Xbox in a really long time. Mm-hmm. 
And this is kind of the device that we've been waiting for. Exactly. If you're going to get an Xbox, this is the Xbox to get. Exactly. And there is something that's, like, just fun about sitting on a couch with a controller in your hand and just playing. And there's something about holding an Xbox controller where you're just like, yeah, this feels great. And I play Splatoon a lot on my Switch, but it's not the same thing as, like, having a headset on and playing a console game. And as much as I love the PS4, the PS4, I play single-player games. I'm not really going beyond, like, Horizon Zero Dawn or Dishonored. Yeah. So I'm really excited for the Xbox One X. That and their backlog catalogs. Just, I like Microsoft games and the games that they have and like a part of me wants to play those games on an on a Microsoft console. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you <laughs> and I especially think if you, it comes with a month of Game Pass too, so if you take, you can take the first month of the console and download a bunch of games you may have missed um, which will be fun to do. But I wanted to put this to you and Yannick now. I, Sandy, I know you said first, uh, first player or single player stuff rather, um, like Dishonored 2 uh, we're going to have a little bit of, maybe not for you, but I have a crisis on my hands here, especially for Destiny 2, which is I, when it comes to playing video games, I most prefer to play on my Xbox console. It's just I like the services and the ecosystem, and uh, really mostly I love the controller. That's my big um, thing about Xbox. And so... I want to get Destiny 2, and I, of course, would rather play it on my favorite place to play. But, <laughs> but, but, but. Where will but, all your friends play it? <laughs> A, where will my friends play it, um, which is something to consider, right? I'm sure it's going to be majority PS4 players. It's just that's the, the way that this generation has gone, unless people are specifically buying the X for Destiny 2, which I don't think they are. Um, and for things like Dishonored 2 or third-party games, like, are you going to continue to play that on PS4 if it looks better on a 1X? Probably not. The thing is, like, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, I play on PC. Oh, okay. Horizon Zero Dawn, I play on... Which just won't come out for Xbox, The right? PS4, right. Uh, Little Nightmares, I played on the PS4, and that was available on all platforms, but I went for the PS4 because that like the single player title. Sure. For Destiny 2, I really want to play Destiny 2 now. <laughs> what? Because <is>, <laughs> I didn't want to play Whoa. the first one. This is huge breaking news. You want to play Destiny 2? Did I hear that again? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to play the first one. I wasn't really too much into it. But now that it's listed on Battle.net and like guys, Battle.net is Battle.net again. Oh Yay. yeah, yep. Oh yeah, big news. <laughs> big news we just missed. <laughs> and I think for like, I'm so used to playing MMO RPG games on a PC through Blizzard. I think I want to play this service. game. Wow! Yeah. So literally, it appearing in Battle.net because I noticed that this week, Destiny Two looming in my Battle.net launcher. And that, I think that does, like, you can't underestimate the power that that has over people. Right. So you're thinking Destiny 2 is a is a PC for you. I think for the people that play most multiplayer games, 
And if they're really tied into the Blizzard like system, they'll yeah. buy it on PC. Yeah, just join us. Ryan, you're going to do the same. Well, we're going to play PS4 first and then join join the hype train on, on I mean, o- honestly, though, if, if this this kills me is like the <laughs> Xbox One X, it needs to be pointed out, is more powerful than my PC. It's some PCs, yeah. Right? It has a better graphics card in it, theoretically, than my gaming PC. So why would I want to... Like, I feel like if I'm signing up to play Destiny 2 on PC, that I'm really only signing up ever to um, play solo or maybe limited co-op stuff because I can't imagine PvP on PC isn't going to be way more hardcore. Like, people with a keyboard and mouse are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious about it. It's not don't be bad. afraid. <laughs> like, don't be bad. afraid. I got you, they're gonna be. They're, they're crazy machines on console, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I people have been also using PC uh, or console, rather, PC controls um, with a keyboard and mouse on PS4 to, to do some of their Destiny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's... I should probably play a little bit through uh destiny to see what it, what feel i like do i like the controller or do i want to stick with a keyboard and mouse and depending on that depends on which way like i'll go um yeah but that that's the other thing like the xbox one x could be more powerful than the current pc that we have unless we build another pc but then the PC is just a dedicated for us. It's just a dedicated game for Blizzard games, right? A dedicated computer for Blizzard games. Words. So I I go back to this though, Yannick. Like we we talked about getting it on PC or whatever, but with a GTX 970, and I think I'm I'm well into minimum system requirements, so I'm not too worried about that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But if I can't if I can't get a stable frame rate on my gaming PC, mm-hmm. that is really going to make me a dislike a shooter and b make me dislike Destiny uh, when I already have been kind of skeptical of the whole experience, and I would hate to do that to Destiny. Like it, at least I feel like on a on a one X, I will get some level of guaranteed performance or locked frame rate from Bungie. Oh yeah, uh, but you have it locked at thirty. So I'm um, even if with a nine seventy, and if you tweak your configuration a little bit, I don't think you're gonna get any anywhere lower thirty. Um, especially with a good processor and a good and a good you know a good RAM next to it, a good things to power it up. I think the nine seventy will hold itself fine. But the um, yeah, there there is a risk of stability. I mean, everybody is a little bit going to be on the on the lookout for uh, Bungie's performance on PC. Uh, it's not like Bungie is known to be releasing stuff on PC at first. Um, they did release Halo on PC, but a long time after. Um, this time, you know, it's like. They give themselves a month and a half to tweak and stabilize a little bit more the game on PC and and uh, and on the new game that they just made. So it's going to be interesting to see how stable the the game runs and the game feels. Um, that's for sure. It's one of my concerns too, uh, to be honest. 
but that's why you should pick it up on consoles as well. And in case it you know it breaks on PC, you just swap and drop the control and play it on console. <laughs> so I feel like we didn't even really get a chance this episode to get to a second round of news, but we do have to talk about the bad Xbox news, which is Crackdown Three. Their big fall yep. exclusive was pushed to 2018, Ooh. which means that the current Xbox console exclusives for fall this year are, mm, I was going to say Cuphead, but Cuphead just announced today that they'll also be coming out on Steam day one. Mm, so Cuphead's not there. So it's I guessed Forza Seven. Okay. So and and of not course bad. Forza Seven, seven is, like... is a is a play anywhere title which you can also yeah. buy on Windows. So Microsoft is debuting a brand new console in a fall where they technically don't have any exclusive games. Now for if you're talking about Console exclusives, the only console you can play certain games on, then Cuphead is there, and you can also add in, I think, PUBG will be available in the fall. So that technically pads it out a little bit, but, like, what the hell is going on at Microsoft? Were they really relying in on, were they really relying on Crackdown 3? Was it, like, a big push on, like, exclusivity? I mean... When I, I, I th that's a that's a good question. I mean, let's if you consider um, all the factors that go into people like purchasing a console at Christmas time. To me, it's like I'm gonna get this console because it's got this really great game uh, coming out to it. At least that's how I feel like people who are more casual in the industry uh, will approach things. And you could argue maybe a Xbox One X isn't for casual people or whatever. But I think that Xbox has a, a severe exclusivity problem and they are bleeding exclusives, especially when they push Crackdown, which honestly we talked about has never looked good. It's only ever been said that people are like, oh, it plays okay, like it's fun. But it's never looked good. Um, so I do think it needed this time, but this is an absolute devastating blow to the fall lineup here. Yeah, I can see that. I can see people going like, I don't really need to pick this up, especially with the holidays coming up pretty soon. It's like, like why, why pick this up if I can just wait till next year for the games to come out and then pick it up with that? Yeah, it, it's if I told somebody to go essentially buy a console this Christmas, it would actually probably be a Switch. Yes. Yeah, true. I mean, we said it from the very first week of the year. It's going to be a Switch year. Yep. Um, but but the yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, Xbox One X is probably going to have a a small a small like a soft launch, I want to say, and he's going to have to pick up. Uh, at some point, I'm sure. Also, there's a lot of people that uh, are, towards, are 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 loyal to uh, Microsoft and Xbox that are gonna upgrade their Xbox to to an Xbox One X. That's that's also uh, true. Sure. Um, I mean, we saw just in this but, recording, right, that 
that the the Xbox One X is sold out on Amazon currently. I mean, maybe there's a bunch more in stock we don't know about. Or maybe they're doing Mm. that thing that Sandy found out about, which is holding it for no reason so that they can (laughs) trickle out more later on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Crackdown was supposed to be it. And so... I mean, do you guys think that a racing game, and not even a, like, Forza Horizon, more Need for Speed casual racing game, but a hardcore sim racing game, and a game that has already been out for, let's say, you know, at least a quarter, maybe even half a year by the time it comes out on Xbox, uh, PC game has the ability to pull in people come Q4. Hmm. I think it'll pull some people, but not a significant amount. Yeah. Because it is a good game, and it is a beautiful game, and they do a good job at it. Now we're talking about Forza, right? Because PUBG is anything but beautiful. No, yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised to see how how much... I'd be surprised to see how much enhancement they can get from PUBG... um, I don't expect PUBG, PUBG to look any better or different at all uh, on the One X, other than maybe like it can get the uh, <laughs> it can get the stable frame rate and resolution at the same yeah. time that I can't get on PC. <laughs> it's funny you say that because yesterday we were looking at um, at Play NYC with Curtis. We stopped by the booth of the one of the only AAA games bo- that had a booth at t- at Play NYC. And he was uh, the the guys that made Just Cause Three were there, and they were showcasing. Uh, well, they had a they had a booth with just one screen uh, where you could play Just Cause Three again, even though this game has been out for quite a bit now, uh, probably a year. And uh, they were showing their new games, which looked like a hunting simulator, and the game looked beautiful. It was like beautiful forest details and everything, and uh, and the shadows and and all that. And we were like, and we first stopped and we're like, is that PUBG? And then we're like, no, it can't be. But if it was, it would be awesome because it was it was gorgeous, like the 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 sun through the forest, you know, like cutting through the tree leaves and and uh, and the grass like moving with the wind. It was just like a beautiful hunting simulator game. Uh, we didn't see any action. It was a lot of stealth action, a lot of walking around, which made her think about you know PUBG at first. It's like you don't see anything. You just run around and and die at some point in five seconds. But um, it was kind of it was kind of fun uh, that we glimpsed and we're like, man, if if only PUBG were looking was looking that good, would be would be set. We would be set here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're gonna come up with Xbox. But that being said, to go back to the Xbox One X uh, worries, my worries that I mean they're working on their package. I mean I just saw the Project Scorpio limited edition of the of the console. Man, this thing is beautiful. It's well designed. They have a lot of like the Minecraft console theme. It's beautiful. Like they they work on their packaging. It seems like Microsoft is doing everything they can to 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 push this project and uh, to push this product the right way and get it ready for for the holiday season. Everything looks great, uh, but it seems just like on the si- on the side of it, the um, the developers are not following along and they're not delivering what they were supposed to. And and ultimately, it really hurts the console. At the end of the day, it's a very tricky business. I agree. Uh, Sandy, Sandy, you have some esports news. Come on, don't wake up. 
I'm Wake listening. Up. I'm just trying to like. <laughs> I'm just trying to see like, is it Microsoft or is it their game devs or is it maybe just people are tapped out and don't have. I guess like, how often can you like rehash the the same story or how often can you use the same franchise before people get like, okay, that's it. Like I've. I get it. I agree. I think that, like, I mean, we can talk about this the entire episode, but you're centering in on something that I think is important. And we we had a whole episode that we did earlier in the year about it, which is Microsoft essentially decided uh, early on with its first, quote-unquote, first-party studios that it was going to have, essentially studios that all they did was crank out a single franchise, right? And those franchises have been cranked out and have evolved very little, right? Um, Correct. In terms of, like, we're getting Crackdown 3, but Crackdown's 3, you know, its claim to fame is like, hey, it's more like Crackdown 1 than Crackdown 2 was. And Gears of War 4 had some new ideas in it, but... If you just took out the voice acting and the skins and slapped any other Gears of War onto it, it would be a virtually undistinguishable Gears of War game with the exception of robots um, that happen to be in it. And Halo 5, while I personally thought was a swell Halo game and people are calling it you know, the best Halo multiplayer ever, yeah. um, it was just another Halo game. And you look at what Sony has done with some of their first parties, not to say that they're without their blemishes. For example, Gran Turismo seems like it it could not release or be good to save its life. But uh, you look at the new God of War and what they're doing there and how that is a completely uh, or seemingly different perspective and take on what God of War gameplay has traditionally been. You look at Naughty Dog and they're squeezing, they squeeze another Uncharted and Last of Us out of Naughty Dog, but I can't imagine that Naughty Dog is really going to go and only make one game ever again. And of course, they also have studios under their belt that are might as well be first party, stuff like super giant games where like pyre came out and that feels like a playstation game and sony santa monica's I mean, journey horizon is going strong too yep horizon with gorilla dlc coming out and even you know like one of my favorite developers who are insomniac who were working on that new spider-man game like microsoft had insomniac in a relationship with them when they did sunset overdrive which is a really really great xbox exclusive game but will we ever see a sequel to it it's unknown um because apparently it disappointed some people and microsoft really needs to consider and uh, of those marquee franchises that they keep double dipping on right which is there's going to be a forza every single year i honestly don't think that Especially after this Forza, there's a lot of things that can be done to make Forza way better. That's what their studio exists for, so I'm sure that they'll try and find ways. But, like, now we have dynamic weather, day, night, basically 5,000 cars in the stupid game. Like, it's it's an incredible, incredible racing game, but I don't need one every two years. And all the Gears of War are just shooters, third-person shooters, all the Halos are first-person shooters. 
Like, Microsoft basically has only proven that it can output shooters and racing games in any amount of quality that seem to interest people in a mass market kind of way. So they need to get a Band-Aid over that problem really quick. And make Crackdown great again. Um, no. Make Crackdown great again. <laughs> make Crackdown great again. Oh, we went there. Um, so, guys, we're coming up on about an hour. Uh, how much more do you want to we've do? Been, we've been passionate. Well, you know, we had to get some, we had to clean the dust off before we get into the real meat, which technically will start in the next episode in a full breakdown of, of Gamescom. This was just like a... It was just like a teaser, right? Yeah, this is the the Gamescom lead-in slash Xbox One X episode. Uh, (laughs) So we'll we'll get there. Um, Before we go, there's still more stuff to be talked about. uh, So we'll just have to push it off into next time. But the StarCraft remaster came out. I played some of that. Uh, My quick impression is that it's very good. Sonic Mania came out. I played some of that. My quick impression is that it's very good. Uh, and the soundtrack is very, very good. Um, and we'll just talk about more stuff next time, I think. Yeah. StarCraft Remastered. I'm so excited. In the meantime, you guys want to go watch Game of Thrones? Oh. Uh, you guys can watch Game of I Thrones. I almost forgot, JK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that does it for us next week. We will be back in your feeds next Wednesday to talk about all the stuff from Gamescom and whatever news breaks between now and then. And until next time. <laughs> what? Sandy, she's ruining it. Yeah, Sandy, you're I was, not gonna. I was waiting. I was waiting for the. Uh, you can follow us. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I'll do the whole. Oh, there we go. Sorry. There we go. Remember, <laughs> you can get every single episode of Pixels Weekly for free at pixelsweekly.com, along with following us at PixelsCast. Uh, that is on Twitter and at Pixels Weekly on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure we're on Facebook too. Sandy does some cool things there. I think that that is all the plugs. Tell a friend about yes. the show. And leave Sandy's us also not telling you when it, when you're doing it right, so I'm telling you you're doing it right. Okay, she's only yeah. telling you when she's you're not doing giving it me wrong, any yeah. positive feedback. She's just no. she's just telling me yep. when I'm wrong. All right, just whipping. We did it. <laughs> Let's go watch Game of Thrones like we have been for the past six weeks. It's the season finale tonight, right? <laughs> Wait, no, sure. th- that's episode seven right now. It's episode seven. So next week is episode eight. Oh, I thought it was a six episode season. I thought so too, and then apparently they told me it's an it's it's eight episodes. Okay, and then, well that makes me feel yeah, a little bit that, better. That's about the, the first half of the season yeah some some more premium content dragons <laughs> or are they wyverns well come on now. we'll get into the discussion well, next week dra- well, in our new wyverns. Po- exactly dragons v wyverns all right we did it until next time adios and we'll see you next week <laughs>